slow. Your trap slow, my nigga. I feel sorry for you. Sorry, nigga. Cause we banging hand to hand, getting it in them holes. I'm talking transactions, CDS, them distributions. We going hard with this shit. We need our restitution. I love my nigga, so I do whatever for my dog. Nigga, say he need me, and I got him. He'll never fall. I'm coming in the clutch, something like I'm Kyrie. You niggas bluffing, man. I wish you niggas would try. Be down, and guess what? We need answers. All right, so we need answers podcast. We back here on a good Sunday. Got my guy Sharif here with me. Um, I talk about I talked about Sharif on on a lot. I just did a podcast with my guy Kevin. Check out KT in the city. Um, he asked me a few questions about my opinions on food and restaurants and spot like that. And everybody that know me know I frequent Sharif's. You know, you've seen me there since the first one and all that. That's my spot. So, I you was, you was definitely on my list of one of the people I definitely wanted to get in here on a, just to ask about because I'm um I'm always interested in creatives and how they start. And, of course, um, you know, my father put me down when you first opened. He was telling me the story. Like, yeah, you started standing up. And I was like, yeah. So, I, I definitely think you got an intriguing story that people hit, need to hear and can and can use it to um, – just to their advantage, because yeah. it's, it's people that come from the same situation you exactly. came from, but don't look at it as a way, because it's guys that did everything that know how to cook and just keep it as cooking. Somebody might not aspire to have a restaurant. Somebody just might not, just, just you, a lot of people don't really know their worth for what they could turn something into. It could be a gold mine, which I think your establishment is. So, um, kicking off from the start, I guess you can introduce yourself and tell me how you got started in this game. I'm Sharif. Um, I'm the owner of Sharif's Grill. Um, grew up in West Baltimore. Well, actually, I, I grew up in East Baltimore. Okay. Um, I moved over west at an early age. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just was on the journey, just like the rest of everybody else, you know yeah. what I'm saying, in and out of trouble, in and out of jails and institutions. And, um, you know, went into, uh, I, well, I think what kind of, like, changed my life for me and and. It's always like prison kind of helps mm-hmm. shape me in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I remember being in Montrose and I had got put out, and this is my first year at Walbrook, I got put out. Mm-hmm. I was up Douglas in the ninth. Got put out of Douglas, went to, um, um, <clears throat> went to Walbrook and got put out. Mm-hmm. Got, I actually got locked up. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to Montrose and I wound up getting my GED when I was like 15. And, mm-hmm. So that I, I just didn't want to go back to school. So that was perfect for me. So okay. when I got out, I just really wanted to work and kinda of like my mindset was like I wanted to work. Right. Take care of myself and have mm-hmm. a job and you know, and I went through life in this cycle of working and not really understanding why I didn't always fit in in these jobs and mm-hmm. and things like that. Um and it wasn't till I think uh when I did finally get the job that I did like and I was with I was with the city. Okay. Um and this was in like 06. Mm-hmm. Just got out the feds, got a city job, mm-hmm. and I was happy because, you know, that was something big to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, yeah. so what happened was I, I was working for the city. I wound up, you know, on a trash truck and I was throwing trash. And mm-hmm. and I, after a while, I feel this ain't for me. Yeah. You know, I like yeah. the whole uniform thing, right, you know, right. but it just wasn't for me. So what I did was they told me, they said, well, if you get your CDL permit, Mm-hmm. The city will pay for you to get your CDLs, and then you know you could drive. So okay. they I, still do that. Uh, they still do that. Okay. I think, to my knowledge, okay. I've been gone from there for a while okay. since like 08. Right. Um, but 
So I did that. So I'm now I'm a driver. Mm -hmm. So you know that was that was great for me. Right. I get up every day. I yeah, put my just clothes. drive. Yeah, I get yeah. my little crew. Say yeah, come on, let's go. And um, uh -huh. and that was the way for me because it was like I, it gave me a sense of uh, not power but uh, independence. Yeah, yeah, like um, like leadership. Okay. It came, okay. gave me a sense okay. of leadership that I knew that I was supposed to have that role instead right. of me right. throwing trash. Yeah, like, yeah. Not. We need trash tools too, yeah. but I just felt like that. I, I, I suppose I had most. I wanted being a truck driver, but I still wanted to sell dope. Mm. So I was still hustling, and I was, you know, mm. going back and forth, back and forth, and I wound up getting locked up. Mm. And uh, I'm sitting over the jail, and I was like, damn, you know, this is my. I'm facing twenty years, you mm. know, mm. and I had uh, I had Daniel for an attorney, and um, and I told him I need a drug court. You know, so it just so happened we was going upstairs in the elevator, and the guy who ran the drug court division was on the elevator. Mm -hmm. You know, he said, "Well, I, I run that division." So, make a long story short, they gave me drug court. I wind up. Uh, they said, "You you do three years, stay out of trouble, and you know we'll forget about the 20. Okay. So <clears throat> that's how I end up at the last year mm -hmm. at Lawson Division. <clears throat> I mean, on Division in Wilson, um, not. By design, it was just like I had just got out of prison. I ain't had no money. I lost mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. I had one check from the city left from like two day check. It was like two hundred ninety dollars. Mm -hmm. I go up my dorm and cash the check. I come back down, coming down Pennsylvania Avenue, and it's a girl in front of a bando on Pennsylvania and Clifton, mm -hmm. and she's selling hot dogs and hamburgers. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm, and it's a line. She got a line out there, and she mm -hmm. got a little cart out there. So I, I, I pulls over. So I, I go to get hot dogs. When I get in line, she ain't have no more. So she said, listen, just wait, and I'll make you one. Mm -hmm. So she gave me a, a mango Italian ice. I'll never forget it. Mm -hmm. So I sat in my car, and I'm eating this. I'm saying, dang, it's doing good. Okay. So I'm sitting this, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just really, um, coming. so I don't really know what's going on, so I'm eating it. So by the time I finished, she said, listen, this burger ready. Mm -hmm. So I taste this burger. It was like a, a cheeseburger, and it was so good. I was like, dang. Mm -hmm. So then the light bulb, so I said, I could do this. Right. And I wind up um, taking a little $290 I had, and I called my man. I called the brother Sharif, and I said, where you can get this from? He said, you got to go down this spot. So he come get my car. He give me the car. I go down to Restaurant Depot. Mm -hmm. I take the whole 290 I buy hot dogs, hamburgers, mm -hmm. uh, Italian ice. And that was kind of like how I, you know, I started right there that day. Okay. And I set up at the match here, and that was how my story, you know, that's how it went okay. from there. So, um at first, I wasn't really taking it serious. I would, you know, mm -hmm. uh, come out when I wanted it. I was, you know, I had a homeboy, you know, a good friend of mine, Abdul Kareem. Mm -hmm. And um, shout out to Abdul Kareem, you know. That's my that's my side, you know. Okay. First brother took me to, to Umrah. Okay. You know, took me to um, Mecca. Okay. So, uh, a close friend of mine. But anyway, he stayed on me. Some days I didn't want to come out. He'd be like, man, where you at? Mm -hmm. And I might be in the Man, you better get out here and get this money. Right, so right, I get out right. there. It's that's cause it was still action out. People okay. were still hooping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were still, you know, summertime. hanging out. Yeah, summertime. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just like uh what was that? Oh eight, oh nine. Okay. Like people were still hanging that out. That was a good Lord years. Them seven oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, a lot of people still active. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you could still get a little basketball. You know, it right. was different. It was a different era. You know, dudes from the avenue used to come down. Dudes mm -hmm. from Lost Division, Bruce Mann, or wherever they would come down, mm -hmm. and they would support. And more importantly, like, we built a kind of like you know uh, the Muslim community mm -hmm. a little bit. We made it a little bit um, tighter. It was a little bit more tight knit. Mm -hmm. So um, 
So during that time, we, um, we had, you know, things had, had became a little bit more tight knit for the for the whole community. But anyway, so I stayed out there for like uh, I started doing. I set up every day, mm-hmm. and I started taking it serious. So I started setting up for like ten to six every mm-hmm. day, and I started developing the clientele. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I figured out I could I can get just as much money. Well, not just as much money, but it's the same principle as selling dope and coke, yeah. selling hot dogs and hamburgers. Right, right. It's just a different commodity. Exactly. And once you really understand that, and I kind of like had a mind shift right there, you know. Mm-hmm. But backing it up a little bit more before um, I actually came out with the 290. I sat over J.I. for a little while, and I remember, you know, talking to Vash mm-hmm. um, uh, over J.I., and he was, you know, and I was telling him my plan, because I, I had prayed to Allah, and I said, just help me provide a way to provide for my family. I'd never sell dope again. Yeah. And that was my way, and that's what Allah had provided for me. So when Vash finally came home, and he see I was, I did what I said I was going to do, he was mm-hmm. like, damn, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just started with the one store. Um, actually, Will Franklin used to come up and support me so much. Mm-hmm. You know, his thing, he used to come and get the hot dog all the time, but he just liked what I had going on, and he knew I had something different. Mm-hmm. So when all the dudes would come home, the OGs would come home from the feds, mm-hmm. he come to Jumar, he would say, man, you got to come and see this guy, Sharif, or okay. whatever, right? Okay. So after about a year and a half, he said, I went back with the city for a little while, but I was mm-hmm. like, man, I'm going. Just I'm about Shane's. Yeah, <laughs> I just go back yeah. and sell, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so uh, Will asked me one day, he said, you know, do you you wanna uh you wanna build him? Mm-hmm. You know, I said yeah I want. So he wrote me down to Franklin Street. Mm-hmm. He said man, what you think about this? And I said I had looked at it before, you mm-hmm. know, but I ain't really know how to get access to it. He led the way. He wanted to be my partner at the time, but um the building wasn't zoned for what he wanted to do. He wanted okay. to do a car wash, and it was so it wound up. I wound up sharing the building with somebody else. I mm-hmm. took over the kitchen. I remember I don't ever forget it was in March mm-hmm. of 2010, mm-hmm. like um because I had just. I was so grateful because I had just got through the. I swear I had just got through the winter. Uh-huh. At the, this was my last year on, on Islamic Way, and I had built this tent, this uh-huh. big tent, and then we had a big snowstorm. But like, man, I I was so dedicated. We digged a big tunnel, so yeah. like people would still come. But even uh-huh. backing up a little bit before that, so the client did the, the, make it. Uh, what what I happened? One day I looked up on a Friday. I had made a thousand dollars. Right, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, and I'm busting my ass. And, the city trying to get this money and I could make this kind of money a thousand dollars. So right. I ain't thinking about I'm thinking about a thousand dollars for seven days. I'm thinking I can make that yeah. you know, so yeah. I'm adding up numbers. But right. what I realized was that the amount of money that I was paying the employees mm. back then, mm. even outside, mm-hmm. I had three employees and I was giving them fifty dollars a day and that was like, you know, you know, it's a nice piece of money. That was yeah. hundred and fifty dollars a day for okay. seven days a week. Right. And once I did the math, I said I need to have a building. Yeah. You know, and that's when Will came through and said, Listen, and uh, when I got there, me and the older guy, Smitty, shared the building. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Smitty sold crabs. He was an OG. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? He used to have shops up and down on Pennsylvania Avenue barbershops. Mm-hmm. But he was like 80. Okay. You know, he, he was trying to give me the game with yeah. the crabs. And yeah. I ain't really want to take it because I was so locked and loaded and trying to get Sharif started right. that I wasn't, you know. But he passed away soon after that. Mm-hmm. Well, not soon after. He got hurt and then he, uh, I don't know what happened. But, mm-hmm. you know, but anyway... I miss Smitty. Smitty gave me a lot of good game. But anyway, I wind up acquiring the whole building. You know, um, I rented the building for uh, five years <clears throat> um, before the owner sold me the building. Okay. You know, so I was able to acquire the building from him um, after years of negotiation. Because, you know, we were stuck on the numbers. You yeah, know, he stuck yeah. on what he wanted, you uh-huh. know, and 
And what, what you wanted to pay. Yeah, but what I can say about Tudor Brother is that, um, you know, he, he didn't want it to go in any other foreign hands. He said, okay. I rather, I didn't want to, he said, the Chinese, he said, I could have been sold it to them. They've been yeah. trying to buy it. He said, right. but, you know, so. Um, That's good. We came, yeah. I, I wind up giving, he wanted 200 for the building. Mm -hmm. And um, I wind up uh, saying, okay, mm -hmm. got there at the table. And um, that, I, I talked to him in private. Mm -hmm. I asked my attorney to step out. Um, right. And uh, it was kind of like a conflict because both of us had the same attorney. Okay, okay. And um, so when we got there, he was like, I say, Mr. Morgan, listen. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, he yeah. wound up letting me give him 180. Uh -huh. and he, uh, bomb, he told me to buy him a truck. Okay. Because I think I had a Tundra. He liked my truck. Okay. And he had this old Eddie. That's what people with money. You don't never know they got money. Because they, they don't Eddie have no big wild truck. Big, yeah, yeah, the Eddie Bauer. That old truck. beat up joint. Okay. You know, okay. he liked to okay. golf and he was just. Simple. But, yeah, but he, he knew the importance of what he had. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, my thing was I was stuck because I looked at what he paid for the building, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to what I had created and what made it worth to him. Right, so he right, was like, right. It was much to, more once you got there. Yeah, okay. so it, it was important. So I basically took what I had, everything I had to get that building because it was important to me mm -hmm. to have ownership of that. I didn't want to keep paying. I'm paying him $2,000 a month. Mm -hmm. Rent like so, and I did that for five. I paid him a hundred thousand dollars in rent. Oh, okay. you know, so you basically already chopped that down for yeah. him. Yeah. So um, I was able to acquire that, mm -hmm. um, and that was a that was an accomplishment for me. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know that was I, you know I had bought a few properties before then, but that one really meant something to me because I really wanted it so bad. Because yeah, I didn't want anybody else to get that corner. Right, that's um, a that's a that's a landmark right there too. Yeah, yeah straight yeah. you come from east and go straight up, and you see it, and you come from west, you just can't miss it. Yeah, can't miss it. You know, so that's what um kind of and then uh, so what happened was I think that we kind of got popular in East Baltimore. Start coming over west so much, mm -hmm. and back then I think gas was kind of high, and mm -hmm. they was coming across the viaduct, and dudes kept saying, "Yo, why don't you put some over east?" Cause um, he was like, "Man, it's, it's it, you know gas high. We ain't trying to keep riding over there." <laughs> <laughs> so I remember calling um Sam Cassell one day, and I called Sam Cassell, and I was like, "Man." He he was at the wreck and he was like, man, bring us. I said, man, come on over. He said, man, I can't go that far over west. Right. He said, nigga, see me that far over west, he gonna think I'm copping or something like that. <laughs> so it was so funny. Like, uh -huh. but um, I wound up finding a store over there on Chester and on Miami Street, mm -hmm. and this was in 2012. Right on that side street, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I remember the brother uh, Squirrel and Snooze. They had a building the block down. I was trying to get that building. It wasn't available. And I saw this one, and I was like, you know, I wind up taking the number down and mm -hmm. I was going to call a guy the next day and wind up hitting the thing by mistake, locking it in. And he answered the phone. It's like two 30 in the morning. Oh shit! So I was like, Oh my bag. I, I was, I was calling about the property. He was like, um, I said, I got a spot over West. I said, I was called by, he said, Oh, I know who you is. Oh, he's hip already. I ain't know the guy. Okay. I, I just got the number out the window. Right, right. He ain't know me. I ain't know him. Right. But because just because he said, you know, he said, it's Sharif. Mm -hmm. He knew the spot. He knew the restaurant. Yeah, but I just was, I only had the spot over West. But anyway, it was kind of ironic, 2.30 in the morning. I called him. Right, he, right, right. he said what he said. So I was like, yeah, he said, well, we can talk. He said, I'm not really just trying to get a building to anybody. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, well, we wound up talking. We came up with a price. I took it over. I opened that up May the 21st of 2012. Okay. Um, we did some good numbers over there. Okay. You know, we did almost a million dollars our first year over there. Oh, that's what's up. Um, that's what's up. And, uh, was that that um, that growth was quicker than the one over West? 
it boomed quicker when that opened or was West as no, soon as that opened? Nothing, 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 nothing like took West. off like West. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I, I moved, I had my grand opening over West in July the 3rd, 2010. Mm -hmm. um, it was like, uh, I, I was so, I was, um, I was kind of scared because, you know, it was my first store and, mm -hmm. you know, everybody kept trying to tell me it ain't going to work because... A couple people had that location before, and they was like, it's not going to work. Nobody never keep it open. Food spots? It was a gas station. It was a laundromat. It was a um, okay, they couple look food like spots. That. It they was look... a lot of spots. Okay, okay. So, and plus it sit by itself. So, people kept saying, it's on an island. It sit by itself. Ain't nobody going to come. So, you got to realize I'm coming from the masjid. Mm -hmm. So, I now I'm depending on people to follow me all the way around here. Yeah, yeah. But surprisingly, like my first day open, man, people was coming. I was so happy. <laughs> I was so happy. I saw Good people, feeling. Man, uh, you know, the familiar faces. You know, yeah, they was yeah, coming, yeah. they was supporting, yeah. they was driving around. People going to travel for good food, though. Well, they are. They yeah. are. But what really, really helped me was uh, social media at that time, I think. And okay. not just social media, but the fact that I had a parking lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Super convenient. You know. Super convenient. So, free parking. And, that, and then, I'm going to tell you what thing that, because I remember when, when, you, when you opened and I started going there, when they see the parking lot packed, even if the food might not even be good, I'm going ahead because something must be good in here. I remember I was with my homegirl one time. She was like, she's like, oh, all the ballers up in here, you know, <laughs> niggas, <laughs> I got niggas just be oh, out there. Man. So it, that that sold it by itself too. I ain't gonna lie. Like 2012, <laughs> 2013, 2014, yeah. we was, um, uh, we was getting um, money. I think. Um, Don. Yeah, we was getting money and. So it was like, um, sorry, you good. Um, so yeah, it was, it was like money was coming so fast. I'm not going to mm -hmm. lie. You got to realize that, you know, like not that long ago, I was just starting with $290 yeah. and then I look yeah. up and I, I got $180,000 in the bank. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think our um, first year there, I think we did some, um, crazy, I think, no, my second year there, I did like eight hundred and ninety thousand. Right. You know, I was paying at first. I was hustling. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I was hustling for a while because I was paying everybody under the table. Yeah. You know, I had this. When you had this door in the store, you was doing it. Yeah. At, okay. At Franklin Street. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because you know, I, I I was just transitioning. Yeah, from yeah, yeah, yeah. Being, um, doing anything? How you doing? There yeah. You at the um, <laughs> playground, uh -huh. you know. So, yeah. How you doing? It's my lovely wife, Sydney. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you for Sharif is going through how he started and all that. So we're going to definitely go walk down the whole journey. Yeah. And you jump in at any time. Yes, yeah, sir. yeah, yeah. She's probably going to come later to what the, you know, the, uh, the second phase or. Okay. Know, but, um, but yeah, so anyway, during that time, like money was coming. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I looked up and, you know, uh, before I know it, I needed an accountant. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I never really. I wasn't used to doing payroll. And mm -hmm. I'm paying everybody. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. From the street, so yeah. and then I had you know talked to um, my godmother Alfreda Robinson. She was like, "Look, you're gonna need an account." So she gave me her um, girlfriend Portia, mm -hmm. and I wound up hiring Portia. She was like my first accountant. She got me through. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as far as she could do. Um, but she told me that first. She was like, "You need to spend some money." Mm -hmm. She said, "Cause if you don't, the IRS going." So I wind up. That's what maybe tax stuff house. and all that. Yeah, okay. my first house. Okay. Down um oh over East Baltimore I bought my first house mm -hmm. off of Ballet Road mm -hmm. and um it kind of like meant a little bit because it was my grandmother's house okay um, 
Okay. I wanted to keep it in the family, so I wanted to rehab in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we still had that in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wound up buying another house, like shortly after on Mount Street, mm-hmm. because it was still money there, and I yeah. really wanted. You know, now I, I'm ha- I'm, I'm like gun heavy now. Yeah. I don't want to buy property. Right, and right, stuff right, like right. That. right. Yeah. So I, I bought those two, and I kind of like pumped my brakes because I wanted to buy the food truck. So mm-hmm. I wound up buying a food truck in 2013. And they had the kind. I had Mawami and them. Uh, they was working with me. That's the know? guy that, that worked in. Um... Oh no no. Mawami's okay. the big guy. Okay. Kinda, like he was in with me in the beginning. Okay. You know he okay. kind of like taught me into getting a food truck because I didn't want a food truck. Right. But he's like, I'm telling you, everybody getting it. So why you ain't want it? Um, you know when things are unfamiliar to us, then we okay, try to you stay, stay away, away from, from it. Gotcha. Yeah, I got you. Know, you. So, I got you. Um, I wasn't got really you. used to it, but kind of like what made me want to do it because I thought about Miss Shirley's had a food truck, mm-hmm. and I used to work for the city, and that used to be my route, mm-hmm. and I used to go in Miss Shirley sometime and get a little drink. They used yeah. to give us drinks, and I could never really afford to really go in there, or mm-hmm. whatever. But they had mm-hmm. a truck, so I thought back, and I was like, "Dang, they got a truck," and I thought that really validated them. So I was okay, like, okay, "If I okay. get me a truck," yeah. I wasn't even thinking about it from the. Business uh, part. Equity access. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. thinking about okay. it from um, marketing, gotcha. you know. But yeah, when I yeah. um, when I went out to uh, go buy the truck, it was uh, it wasn't what I what I saw on the internet. Mm-hmm. But they what they wound up doing was buying uh, building a truck for me. Okay, they charged me like eighty k. Okay, and um, and I was trying to get funding for the truck. I couldn't mm-hmm. get funded. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ain't had credit, so okay. I I didn't have credit. And I was um, I didn't have enough cash to pay all of it up front. So, mm-hmm. um. He said that well, just give me half of it. I gave him half, and then when he built it, three months later, I had my first food truck, mm-hmm. and that was in 2013, and that was the best eighty thousand dollar investment. Yeah, you know, I can imagine still making money, and it's like they so lucrative. Right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, um, so that was kind of like the way that mm-hmm. things happen. I wind up getting a store in East Baltimore, uh, um, so I'm we did a. Uh, a wine festival in Bel Air Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was their first wine festival. They had. I used the truck, so the the lead, the lady Khadija, who ran that organization, she was in the um, um, Miami Street store. So she was like, "Listen, we got store in Bel Air Road. Mm-hmm. It's empty. Mm-hmm. We would love for you to come up there. Okay. You know." So okay. I said, "I come and take a look at it." Right. right. So I came and took a look at it, and I kind of knew the area. And it's not like it used to be, but it was a. High traffic, guys. So I said, yeah. I take it. She said, Well, plus we give you thirty thousand dollars okay. to get you help you get it open. That's know? what's up. You, know, you can use it for whatever you want to use it for. So I was like, Cool. So whilst I went up there, I kind of abandoned um, Chester Street a little because I took all my staff up there. Okay. And then it was hard for me to find enough quality staff to staff all three stores. So I struggled. So I just decided I was going to shut down Bel Air. I mean um, Chester Street mm-hmm. and just keep that store. I said I keep one east and west. Mm-hmm. Um, tried to go back for a little while, didn't work. Mm-hmm. Then I wind up um, hooking up with Wifey Dinners um, back then, and um, you know, um, shout out to Wifey Dinners. Yeah, shout out to Wifey Dinners. Yeah, they down there in Georgia doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had wind up um, hooking up with her and her husband, and um, we were doing like a partnership. But the thing is, it's like we look back and we look at how we did business. Like mm-hmm. we didn't really do business. We were okay. still doing business like street business. Okay. You know? Okay. And I was still operating under my license, but I was letting them operate mm-hmm. <clears throat> under me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just wasn't operating like I expected them or mm-hmm. wanted you to. And so I, I just said, we'll just relinquish this. And mm-hmm. that's kind of like, and, but people were still coming in for Sharif's. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I ain't gonna lie, those uh, uh, wifey dinners, and they had a crazy following too. Yeah, they was. I swear, you, we yeah. in, in less than a month they had built up. They was getting three thousand a day. Oh, that's for sure. You know, that's so um, and we was just like 50, 50 partners at that point. But okay. it was a little raggly, and but I know they have a lot. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm just saying, uh-huh. not the operation itself, but just the the infrastructure wasn't okay. there. Like, yeah, like yeah, I would yeah. like it to be. Right, right, right. I like structure. Yeah, I you understand. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of like how that went. And, um, you know, even backtracking to uh, Cafe 1137, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know if you ever been there or not. Yeah, I've been there. They're some friends of mine. Mm-hmm. You know, That's I, the one on uh, Windsor, right? Yeah. Yeah. That kind of, like, helped them guys get on, mm-hmm. um, you know, find their footing. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, and I and I appreciate it because they, they took the baton and they ran with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, as they should... Um, I think Dante still has his, and mm-hmm. I think um, Devin's doing something also down in Georgia. Yeah, I heard um, about that. Down there, so, I heard about that. You know, shout out to them, too. Um, you know, because we all on the journey. Yeah. You know, nobody... Yes. <laughs> yeah. Everybody think you got it together, and people were kind of, like, quick to uh, criticize people, and they never really been in your position. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot. It's not always easy, you know, making that transition. Since you saying that, right, I was going to say this for Downs. I wanted you to keep going. Mm-hmm. Why don't you keep going? I'm going to interject for a little bit. Okay. I, I want you to finish your story, but mm-hmm. I had this is one of my questions I had on my list. So um, one thing I was going to say in the beginning was that uh, I appreciate because that I don't know if you remember that one day we was chopping it up in the store. You was telling me about um I told you I had a podcast and we was talking about talk. Shout out to talk to Tariq. When oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When you did mm-hmm. his and um, we was chopping up about that. And then you was talking about um, the housing business. Mm-hmm. And you were telling me, like, you should go check this out, check this out, look at that, look at that. And I, I like what you were saying with the game you gave Cafe, I always say that I admire Because, you know, it's, it's it's very rare for us to give game up because it's like we don't want to give it up and then you you go above me. That's It happens every day. But at this day and age, somebody gave you the game, you got to give it to the next person to advance and take off. I, and I – go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just feel I, I do it anyway. Yeah, I do it because like I I've been doing this before it was popularized. Right before Instagram, okay. like I was okay. already really like just an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would get yeah. people who wanted it the game. Like right. it's a lot of people I'm you know probably you know uh, partly responsible for. Mm-hmm. You know, at least inspiring them to mm-hmm. want to do their own thing. And right. um, you know, that's what my job is. Mm-hmm. Like you know, because just for inspiration. Just from a guy who had been in training school, had been in the feds, mm-hmm. and been mm-hmm. in trouble, or mm-hmm. been through whatever. Like, you know, I grew up in East and West Baltimore. You know, mm-hmm. I met a lot of dudes from the prison. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's kind of like how a lot of people got to know me. Right. Um, originally. But, um, yeah, you got to give it. You got to give it. Yeah. Like, even, yeah, you got to get the game up. My, my line that I say on here all the time is, you must teach what is taught. That's what I got from an interview I watched. You gotta teach what's taught because it ain't we ain't helping nobody holding in information or a game. We can't advance the community, the youth, or the people, period. We gotta give it up. So I was saying that I appreciate that because um and I know you real close with the guys from Earn Your Legion and all that and all that type of business stuff that we can learn and teach each other. And especially this business uh aspect, the restaurant business is a I'm sure, speaking from what you say, it's a very technical business to get involved with. And it's very, if you don't know what you're doing, it's kind of, you learn it from mistakes, I assume. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's, it's definitely, that's something that I definitely learned so far out of this. Well, one thing before we go further also, how did you end up, I know you, you broke down all the uh, business part and, and how you started, but how did you get into what you sell, you were selling? Because that's the thing that, why I say, why I say what I say about being one of my favorites, because my thing, I I don't, I don't eat beef or pork at all. Um I, I eat chicken, but I, I want to be pescatarian, but I always say, and I said in the interview I'm talking about, it's easier to find chicken in a fast place versus seafood. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing why I fucked with Sharif's a lot, because mm-hmm. I can go ahead and get some salmon quick. Yeah. I can go ahead and get some some uh, any kind of fish real quick. Mm-hmm. And I like the variety, so I want to know how you got into selling wraps and, and, and seafood and things like that. Oh, I... I... Well, <laughs> I got in the rap. I really started selling raps because I was in the feds. That's that's and what, yeah, I learned yeah. how to make the raps. Like I was already in the food kind of like mm-hmm. um, even in the feds, I was the type of dude. I had to go get me a ceramic bowl made mm-hmm. as soon as I got on the compound. Okay, okay. with okay. a ceramic shop because I I gotta cook because right. I like to eat. Yeah, and I got that from my uncle. But okay. I worked at the cheesecake factory. I worked at a lot of restaurants in Baltimore, so I kind of like had that. Okay, um, but I kind of like mixed it up with. What I learned and what I knew, and mm. just kind of like being a little abstract, and I was okay. able to uh, use the magic mm-hmm. um, as a catapult. Mm-hmm. There, you okay. know what I'm saying? Okay, you know, so okay, yeah. So that, and then that's so that that's the main thing was the raps, right? Well, the the, the raps. No, we ate. That's how we ate in the face. We you we we made raps and we made platters, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like. Um, if uh, anybody know that they've been inside the feds, like mm-hmm. it's a little different from the state, you know, everybody won't hook up, but in the feds, like if, if you know, everybody want to be a big boy. Yeah. Don't nobody want to really yeah, go yeah. to chow hall, so <laughs> everybody want to, but you got to have a veggie connect. Right, okay. You know, you, and okay. to have a veggie connect, you got to either be somebody, you got to yeah. have some money right. to have somebody bring you veggies, because that's how we dudes ate in the, in, the, in the unit. Right. You know, so we make our own. You know, whatever you had dudes that was creative in the phase. They was making dumplings and oh, all types of curry chicken. Okay. You could get you could get whatever you wanted in right, there, right. octopus, whatever. Like so uh-huh. it was, you know, but when I got the opportunity to get to the street, mm-hmm. now I wasn't selling no wraps in the feds. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just making for the homies or right, we right, eat together, yeah. whatever, but I wasn't never selling no wraps in. But it was a dudes running around the compound selling them. I wasn't but when I got to the street because mm-hmm. I had a passion for cooking mm-hmm. and I had all these ingredients that we was looking for in the compound, we had the best. I had access, so now when I'm at Lawrence Division, that I'm chopping these vegetables right. up, I'm sautéing stuff. Right. And they're okay. Like what the hell? Okay. I ain't yeah, never yeah. seen nobody. Do. I'm used to getting the cheese steaks up, from, you know, yeah. whoever. Yeah. But when you add something different about actually seeing somebody making it in front yeah. of your face, yeah. chopping it up, you, you see the cheese melting sold. and sauce. Mm-hmm. You're like, damn. Yeah. I come out the mash here one day. I got about five cars pulled up waiting for me to. They're like, yo, I bought my. Over here. I yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Bop, bop, bop. yeah. So now I'm, I'm over here like mm-hmm. Nelly, no, <laughs> well, I'm over here three turntables. Yeah, yeah. I got three pots right. going, three pans, right. but right. I was very clean, right? Okay. You know, and okay. I was very organized about what I had, okay. and you know, and it's that blue tent on that picture you got when you standing out is like a blue tent mm-hmm. with the that's big, the uh, first tent, big cooler, yeah, okay, big okay. cooler, you yeah, know, yeah. and I was just, you know. I had, if I had a vision, mm. I would follow it through. Okay. You know, and it's kind of like I would just make the best of whatever I had at that point in time. Right. I had a, you know, yeah. I had sinks out there and everything, mm. you know, and it was just like time for me to move. Right. Know? Okay. Yeah. And then move on. Okay. Got you. So moving forward, after the you, you got the green mount, I mean, uh, um, you were talking about the, what is it, Bel Air? Bel Air Road. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got the Bel Air joint started and then 
then what was after that? So after that, um, I was just, uh, I think I had got the second truck. Yeah, I got, I get, we had the second truck. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, my wife and I had, um, my wife and I had, she came to work for me. Mm-hmm. And then um, we wound up getting married about two years later, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a year and a half later. And um, she had some, um, she, she was able to bring a different part. Mm. You know, and um, add some things to Sharif. So add some things to, um, you know, the business that mm. I couldn't probably add or necessarily add. So she kind of like talked me into. Uh, somebody bought me the uh, opportunity to get the spot out in Randallstown, but I kind of turned it down because I didn't want to rent anything. Okay. But she kind of persuaded me and told me the opportunity that you know mm. it gave us to expand out mm. to the county um, and you know just a different. Um, no brand awareness to different communities. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. I'll do it. Plus, Identity Lounge was right there. Yeah. And it was like, it'd be packed. So I was yeah. like, all right, well, I'm going to yeah. go ahead and do it. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So the, the brother sold me the spot. I remodeled it. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my daughter. Shout out to Asia. You know what I mean? She came in and um, messed it up. You know, <laughs> tore it up. I mean, it's, it, you see how I look at it. Yeah. So, you know, she do great work. Right, um, right. And that was the first time I really got to, because, um, you know, I worked with my daughter on a few occasions, but mm-hmm. this is the first time I really had to see, got to see how she, um, you know, she streamlined her business. Okay. Because, you know, she came in one time, she took pictures, and mm-hmm. the rest of the time, every, all the rest of the work was done by contractors. And okay. She did everything remotely, and I, I kind of appreciated that. And, right. And I right. really saw... <laughs> You know how you know how she she really had stepped her game up, and yeah. I know she probably was like, "Yeah, you ain't know I was like that." You thought though, she you know she, she thought you thought you she was playing. Huh? Well, she know I always knew she was talented, but um, I had kind of like stepped off because I was doing my own thing and she was doing her thing. But right. you know, I'm impressed. Uh-huh. You know, at you know what she has going on and mm-hmm. you know some of the projects that she's done. Okay. You know, okay. And now the new baby is the pizza spot. Yes. So how that <laughs> idea come up? Uh. <laughs> You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> more, I'm now more intrigued to know that. Um, I don't know. You know, I get. I just saw it one day. Well, I didn't see. I actually, I was looking for, um to buy an investment bill. You know, I was trying to get an investment property. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting me just looking for the residential property. And mm-hmm. um, um, what happened? I just got a residential property, and I should have just. Kept it at that, but then I, I was on um, LoopNet and I wound up seeing this. Um, I was looking for businesses for sale, mm-hmm. and they wind up having that one for sale um, on Light Street. Mm-hmm. And um, I went and talked to the guy. You know, we, we, we you know made the acquisition. I, I purchased it from him, mm-hmm. um, not the building, but just the business. Okay. You know, and um, we worked out. You know. And I wound up rehabbing it, and I wanted to keep that pizza tradition going on because it was already a pizza shop okay. for um, since nineteen twenty something. Okay. You know, it so. was a, it was a well known one. Like, yeah, J P. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and it's still like a staple in that community. But you know, I guess different owners do different years. So I, you know, I, I took a chance, and I I thought that I would, um, you know, I always wanted a pizza shop. Okay. You know, so it just made sense to me. Right. You know. So, definitely. Definitely. You know. And it's a new, it's a twist on the on the pizza. So that's I know that's another another thing that like I, I like different shit. So anytime I see something that's like I catching like the the pizza with the shrimp or chicken on it, it's, it's, it's a go. Yeah, I'm yeah, definitely yeah, gonna yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that and pasta too, right? Yeah, I got the pasta. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So 
That know, whole concept, I like that whole I kind of like wish I wouldn't have really veered out so much with the pasta, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, you know, a lot of people are like uh, more health conscious now and a lot of sure, people don't really sure. want to eat pasta. So I'm rescaling my menu. Okay. You know, okay. I may come out with some um, some other things. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, you know, display them a little later, but um, we are revamping the menu. A okay, little. okay. Um, and we also um, going to make a small market like mm-hmm. down in the, in that. Okay. You know. So that's what's know, up. So, okay, yeah. that's what's up. That's what we doing. That's but, what's uh, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's what? What do you say? Um, from day one, what's something that you can say like that you've seen the growth as far as the whole business empire the most? What stands out to you the most with everything? Well, one thing that I think Sharif has been able to do is instill systems. Okay. And the systems allow him to sort of automate the businesses mm-hmm. so that they can run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, without him being okay. exactly, gotcha. and that gives gotcha. you the license to scale yeah. at that point. You know, yeah. because once you can get it to automate, uh-huh. you can continue to open new stores. Right, right. You know, so that's right. something that we've definitely tried to integrate is systems. Okay. You know, and in the beginning there were systems, uh-huh. but now I'd say that those systems have progressed, and yeah. evolved, and yeah. they've become a bit more complex and mm-hmm. refined, and yeah. you know, given us the ability to do different things. Right, right. You know, and that's across the board. Yeah. in the business, definitely. You can yeah. see it. You can see it as a customer. You can see it. Yes. You get so. it's a standard. It's a standard yeah. everywhere. So. And I, I yeah. think also we have worked on seriously broadening our customer base. Okay. And Sharif said this about the Liberty Road store. Uh-huh. He never had a store in the county before. Yeah. And so the residents of Baltimore County were so excited. Yeah. When we got there last right. year, I mean, I remember the first three or four months, the line was out the door. Uh-huh. I was working on the cash register myself right. because we were so busy. Yeah. You know, and um, it was just such a blessing. And people were giving us so much positive feedback. Mm-hmm. We love Sharif's, but we live in Randallstown. We yeah. live in Owens Mills. We live right. in Ricestown. And we right. can't really ever yeah. get there yeah. to the locations that you currently have. But right. that one kind of exposed us to a new market right and you know it, it's been great yeah it has been and it's it's a brand that people will follow too yes. so it's like that's that's why it's good to like you said if they can't get there you can go ahead now i know if i'm in east baltimore I'm, i know where i can get some good food at because yes. i know the brand so exactly. it definitely makes a big difference and um, we've also started to focus more on products, too. Started okay. To you no, you're good, you're good. You know, because at first I think it was just about the menu and getting mm-hmm. the customers and mm-hmm. having them continue That's to serious. come. But now we're uh, learning to build a market on products as well, like right. the rotisserie seasoning. Yeah, yeah. We're also starting to sell the Sharif special sauce. Okay. And a few different other things that we right. have in the works as far as merchandise. Okay, so, okay. You know, yeah, that sauce, that is, well. that's what that's yes. what drove me crazy. <laughs> when I first, I used to get the, the platter. That, but my first meal was always the... Um, the shrimp and uh, crab platter. Oh, the jumbo. I used to always, yeah, the jumbo yes. and, that, and I love the sauce. You know, people picky about about sauces though. Some people like it's too much sauce. Some people like I I love it, and that's what thing that sold me. And they, and people was always standoffish about that price. But I was like, shit, you getting all this for that for twenty dollars? Yes. Like you can't beat that <laughs> shit. I I was up there. I used to go every, every Friday, and I get my head cut. I was shooting up there grabbing one, but the yeah. sauce definitely. So y'all about to start selling it? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely yeah. grabbing that. So what's what's something that you would say, both of y'all, what's something that you would say is like the biggest lesson learned in this in the food restaurant business? So and I ask that is like um as far as like going through things, like whether it's having to take a loss and learn it from that or just experience something that was like, this is something that, that the next person should know. Like you look out for this, this will happen. Like keep your eyes open, like it, it definitely will happen. Because I know people, and like you said, people don't, I got a question for this too, but you you said earlier that people don't really get 
the business when they don't really know about it. You said something similar to that. So mm-hmm. what would you say is something learning wise that that's, that stood out to you? It's like that opened my eyes to that type thing. Well, what I would say is to always brace for inflation. Okay. And um, by that, I mean, uh, inflation is all around us, especially right now. We hear about it so much. But in the food business, mm-hmm. um, the price of things can go, go very quickly. Yeah. And it's very volatile. The okay. price of high proteins, mm-hmm. crab meat, lamb mm-hmm. chops, chicken breasts, things like that. And it can really deeply penetrate your bottom line. Yeah. If you are not in tune with the economic climate, mm-hmm. you know, your budget can go out of whack. Right. You know, if you're not really on top of the pulse of the price of things right. and the inflation that we see in the gas and things yeah. like that in the economy, it's directly correlated in the food market. Yeah. Like and you, you never know, know when it could happen. We are you. getting 15 to 20% hikes all the time, especially wow. in the last 18 months because, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. of the state of the world, but yeah. you have to stay in tune with what's going on. Right. Because even if it doesn't seem like the economy or politics impact your business, they do. Right. You know, and you have to right. really keep your eye on those things. Right. So it's kind of like, yeah. Rainy day, like you gotta save for rainy day type <laughs> yeah. thing with the with the prices and things because they hike. So how was that affecting? How how did COVID affect the businesses? Like, what was the biggest thing with that? Now, COVID was like it was good and bad for people. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I don't really like what COVID represented, but a lot mm-hmm. of people got money off of COVID. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what everybody did with the money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what? A lot of it was a lot of money being given out mm-hmm. <clears throat> around that time. We benefited, you mm-hmm. know, from the, you know, from that. And um, but you know, you, it's, it's it's always a positive and a negative to something, mm-hmm. you know. But more importantly, like then you know, because the the businesses are good. The businesses are what we need, mm-hmm. you know, because yes. the businesses is what you know gives us the opportunity to um, create cash flow, mm-hmm. you know, and cash flow. Cash flow helps us, you know, um, invest money, you know, into things that, into assets, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and we all start out hustling. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever business, whether we're in the barbershop, what we're doing, podcast, we're mm-hmm. hustling. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing, to me, I learned about business is, like, you have to use business for what it is and, like, get the maximum benefit out of you yeah. know, having a business. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, having an LLC or, mm-hmm. you know, or seeing how you can change your life because, um, you know, if, you know, all you got to do is play the game right. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Use the, um, the business credit, mm-hmm. you know, acquire your business, have some money coming in, mm-hmm. and you use the business credit, you know, in order to get whatever you need to get or to uh, enhance whatever you already have, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I'm always seeking other ways to acquire assets and mm-hmm. acquire uh, capital. Right. You know, and I had to work so hard for it because I worked hard a lot mm-hmm. all my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to work smart, though. Yeah, yeah. I want to let my money work for me. Yeah, that's the goal, you know? smart and yes. hard. Yeah, but we all can do it. Yeah. But people, like, they'll understand, they they know things, but they our problem is uh, lack of knowledge. True. And execution. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time. Yeah. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Because, 100%. Mm-hmm. like... <laughs> It's, I heard this somewhere, excuse me, and I know, you know, a guy said something about you're going to, when you get up in the morning, you're going to do two things. You're going to do it the right way or you're going to do it the easy way. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, people are going to do it the easy way. Yeah. Because the right way takes so much, you know Definitely. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of times people are just going to entertain themselves rather than educate themselves because yeah. it's not easy. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Because if I got to learn how to go in the real, I say I want to sell real estate. I say I want to get real, mm-hmm. but I don't really, 
I'm not showing it because yeah. every time I'm on Instagram and watch, I'm not really doing. Every day you watch me, I'm on something. Yeah. A podcast. Yeah. Earn your leisure. Yeah. I'm checking this YouTube out. I'm mm-hmm. I'm dealing about you know something that can help structure my family. Right. Because we gotta, because we don't know how long Sharif's gonna be around. Right. I would hope that it's around for hundreds of years mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, my, more importantly, I gotta understand that I need money coming in from other venues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you use the money to invest in other things, like, right. like <laughs> we, like a lot of us are now getting into stocks. Mm-hmm. Like I'm one of them. I, I haven't like if somebody told me about stocks ten years or twenty years ago, like I knew about it, but I wasn't, you know, into, into it. To it tell yeah. me. Recently, but it's just as easy as just opening up, going to the app store, opening mm-hmm. up the account, linking it to your bank account, and, and investing. Like I mean, yeah. you know, of course you got to educate just, but a lot of times we wasting money and we wasting time and, you know, and that's what's hurting us. So I try to, you know, help people through that way. Mm-hmm. You know, guys, I had little mentors that I mentor mm-hmm. and, you know, help them get their credit right, help them, you know, do things. and But I don't have the time to you know, because uh, it, it's a hell of a balance. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to pray. You have to take care of your kids. You yeah. got to, you know, make sure they do their homework. You got to mm-hmm. work out. You got to, you know, run the business. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a mom. Mm-hmm. I got a wife. Every, mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you have to have a balance. Right. And people understand that, you know, people want to hold you responsible because a lot of us, we don't want to uh, accept responsibility for nothing. Yeah. We don't wanna, it's easy yeah. to say, oh, he did it. Else, yeah, yeah, it's easy to say that, you yeah. know, but... We got to take responsibility. 100%. You know, yes. Stuff like that for our future because, you know, it's not looking good. Yeah, I told, I agree totally. I agree totally. And we got a lot more, um, we got a lot more uh, places where we can get that knowledge from now. Even if you don't want to read about it, you can watch something you can learn and stuff. So it's definitely, I that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast for inspiration and, and just to push people, get at, if I can, even if I don't know you. Just to get that push to know that you got confirmation that you really can do this, like stories like this and, and every other story that I did. But um, would you say my another question? My, back when I was a kid, my father had a barber shop, and I remember when I got older, I asked him about that, and he was like, one thing he knew, he learned was that if if I don't really if you don't cut hair, it's probably not the best business for you to get involved with. In his experience, that's what he said. Do you feel like? Do y'all feel like if you're not involved? in the food, like you you know, you said you came up in that world. You you cooked, you worked in restaurants, things like that. Do you feel like the business is, is uh the business is a good is it a good business to get involved with if you're not into it in that realm? As a cook, as if somebody worked in restaurants, things like that? It it, it depends. Okay. It depends because like what if you I just said if you came to buy Sharif's, right? Mm-hmm. Sharif's is a, a, a old machine, it's already running. Like right. you don't really have to know much. True. True. All you have to do is make sure you, you pay the right people that, that knows the system. So um True. you don't have to. Mm-hmm. But it's good to know. Right. It's definitely good to know okay. anything that you're doing to yeah, get your yeah, hands yeah, yeah. on because it's nothing yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. having that experience right. as opposed to, right. you know, a lot of people go to school and they get uh, book knowledge, but they don't have that hands-on knowledge right. that somebody right. else might have. But it's good to have like right. both. Right. If you, you know. Right. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yes. Okay. I invested like I never sold pizza before. Right. But True. I bought a pizza shop. I should know more about pizza than you know. True. But you know, sometimes. He's you an know. excellent cook, though. Yeah. Yeah. But and he know knows food. his stuff. He yeah. does. Yeah. He so serves, safe, certified so, right. everything. Right. Yeah. Right. So you he know food though, thing. so it's not far fetched. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was saying, like, I know people buy purchase businesses like that, but starting it, like, I know people. 
Because that's the thing, like, with stocks and stuff like that. Like, you will hear things, all right, this make money, let me jump into it. But if you're not really into it, even real estate, you're not really into that, and you're not going really, like, be, like into it full throttle besides the money, sometimes a lot of that stuff, like, fall flat. Well, of. I feel like this, that um, it's... It's good for me to know. I, I, it's good for me to know how to make pizza. True. But I'm not going to be in there making pizza. Okay. My job is to find somebody who's going to have that position. Yeah. Who's going to make the pizza? Right. Right. You know. Now right. I may have to get in there and show them how to make it, but yeah. that's their job. I'm not. That's why. That's the difference between you having a business and you mm -hmm. just you know have you know being like even still. I don't. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not going to act like I'm like I'm like I'm all the way there because I'm not because mm -hmm. like I'm still married to the business. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Only thing I'm just not working for him. Right. I'm working for me. And yourself. And, you know, we all become entwined in these businesses some type of way. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. my thing is I'm really trying to find a way to, uh, you know, create more passive income as opposed to having these brick and mortars because these are going to be a thing in the past. Or, True. You know, with True. this metaverse and... Yeah, 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 it's getting crazy but out here. I, I do want to touch on what you said, though. Like, I'm not a cook. Okay. By, by trade, by nature, by experience or anything. But I know my numbers. Okay. So, And I love the restaurant industry. Right. So that, I'm just saying that to say you don't necessarily have to be a cook. Mm -hmm. But as long as you are a solid business person and you understand how to budget and how to put a team together. That's where you start. And how to, you know, understand right. yeah, yeah. what your buckets are. Uh -huh. Then, you know, right. you can still definitely be successful, gotcha. I believe. Makes a, yeah. That makes a good partnership. Yes. Yeah, so. actually, I actually dealt with your father. Like, I remember your father had a spot over on... Um, Charles Street. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. He can't... Uh, I think we had just kind of, like, met, and he was he was um, leaving. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened, but um, he had gave me some equipment and stuff like that. You know, uh -huh. it's kind of like... You know, then uh, Sydney used to know him. Uh -huh. So it was like... Um, I used to hear about your father a lot of times, but, you know, I wasn't... I know a lot of people know him yeah. over that way, so... Mm -hmm. And... Your father funny, you know, him yeah. do you know a whole bunch of cutting the cheese, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But I used to see him at the barbershop, but then he used to come in the store, and then we wind up speaking. We had a mutual uh, friend together, like, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, but that, that's that's where, and that's that's why I asked that, because that, that experience right there, he wasn't really all the way into it. He would tell you. Like, mm -hmm. he was still, you know, he was doing his thing, so it was a thing of, um, yeah, like, when me, yeah. me, it was me and my, my godmother working the store a lot, and I learned a lot business-wise doing that. But um, I seen like I seen how that goes with and I and it, that was one thing that caught me. He'll tell you too. It's just something that if you're not really into it, you could really see how it could go. But I it, it had a much, so much potential. I was younger then though too. Like now, if it was still around, we it, I definitely would have wished we could have took it to another level. But that was a great experience that I experienced being in that store with him. But um, that's why that's another reason why I asked that. But my another question I had for y'all um. So about grace, um, you talked about you said that earlier, like I said, and then uh, um, I, it made me think about um, your man with homemade at restaurant. And this we talked about this too, and I'm gonna say so. I, I want to paraphrase it the right way. So um, I know he had a little conflict at one point about um, like something he posted something and the people reacted to it, and um, I, I always think, and I know I fall victim to it too. Natural as a human, we do, we all do. If something bad happened, you step away, you don't want to deal with it type of thing. I don't want to eat that no more. It, but just like with the clothes stuff, something happened with clothes, they, I'm not wearing this no more, such and such. So with that being said, knowing that business and knowing how one experience can change somebody's whole look on your business and things like that, how important is it 
to um how important is it to to handle your like like for I'll see this before I finish the kid that work at the grill short short um. He talk real proper all Josh. the time. He's so he funny, but he be on it though. Yeah. And and that's that, like I'm saying, like I say that to say like good or bad, the experience bad. I always like y'all. The workers at the stores always like is is very courteous, very polite, things like that. So I just I say all that to see like with Grace. I talk about that a lot. How do y'all deal with, um, I guess the experiences in the fact in, in y'all businesses that might determine somebody to to to, to frown upon or say because it's one somebody could go in there like I, I i look i look at yelp a lot and it seems like people go to look for bad stuff yeah they post all bad stuff yeah. all the time so how do y'all my question is how do y'all deal with things like that in this field because that's something that's constant i feel like the food business might be the most ridiculed business out there because it's like any is every person in there in and out in and out different experience different reaction how do y'all deal with that <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's like it's just my standard, kind of like it's okay. my standard. Like my wife helped me out a lot, mm -hmm. like because um over the years I've been like I, I mean she's a little bit more reserved and polished than I am mm -hmm. dealing with people. I'm mm -hmm. a little bit more rough. Mm -hmm. So um but I you kind of like set a tone from the beginning mm -hmm. of what you want. You mm -hmm. look for who you want to really, and you gotta go through things. You go. I went through I, I went through hundreds of employees. Okay. You know, I mean, at one time, well, West Baltimore started out all black. Mm -hmm. I had one Hispanic worker. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I had all, I had 14 people working on <laughs> and she reached one time on one shift. <laughs> I ain't know the business. Right, so I was right, trying right. to figure it out. And right. it's just like, you know, it's a constant struggle, you know, um, you know, just, you know, in business. It's mm -hmm. not easy. If it was easy, everybody had one. Sure. You know, dealing with our people is tough. Yeah. You know, Super. you know, sometimes dealing with your own self is tough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, you got to understand that you got to know your strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they had an old set. They had a saying, they say, you know, workers work just hard enough that they don't get fired. If owners pay just enough that they don't quit. Mm -hmm. Like, and if um, people had going to jobs, like with this mentality, like I'm going to just work just enough to get paid. And, you know, so, but if you actually can, you put the time in and work in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you get good people, you get bad people. You know, mm -hmm. you get people that really want to work you get people that don't um my my, my business having to transition to a lot of hispanics because like they 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 work different mm -hmm. you know I don't, I don't have time to be a social worker i don't have time to keep going back and forth and being challenged yeah. and want to like i'm paying you i'm your boss but you'll get a white man all this respect or you'll get these other ethnicities all this respect mm -hmm. you know you got a black man that's from your hood that's trying to help like because mm -hmm. this the way i see it i see so many businesses out here mm -hmm. that's vacant mm -hmm. or that has a fauna in it. And we got all these guys, all these women. All, I mean, a lot of us are coming on, we getting it. Mm -hmm. Like, I haven't had this vision. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we why we got to wait for an Indian? Or why right. we got to wait for an Arab? Or why yeah. we, got, why we can't do ourselves? Because yeah. if you can run out here and run a drug strip, you can run a business. Exactly. exactly. You can do it. Exactly. exactly. I did it. Exactly. That's harder. That's it's, harder for real, ain't it? What the the the, the business? Yeah, it's harder because of you know the challenges that I what I felt I, yeah. I challenged what I had uh, with myself. Mm -hmm. I ain't really wanted. I wanted the money, but I ain't really like what I was doing. Yeah. So that was a challenge. Then 
you know, I had other challenges, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and you know, you got the police and like, and it's yeah. just so much better mm-hmm. when you add value to a community because I add value to these communities. I'm not mm-hmm. just getting here and I'm just taking the money. People look That's for, you know, people try to say, oh, he ain't giving out book bags every year or he ain't giving out, you know, mm-hmm. I, people don't know what I give out. Exactly. You understand exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. And you know, a love, a love got me here. Like I, I'm not here on my own, you know, I'm here by, you know, his guidance. So. I don't, I don't really try to just take what I got though, right. but people gotta understand like we come a long way out. Yeah. We come a long way, and like some of our grandmothers and mothers, they didn't have the opportunity we had. Right. So we gotta go. Like just for example, like um, I'm gonna say this. Like if you have somebody that like I'm gonna say my my, my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. she had a grandmother that may have that worked in a certain spot. Right? Mm-hmm. She had a mother may work in this spot. And then, like, you follow this tradition. Mm-hmm. But if you come with, if you know, that's why I don't, a lot of things I don't subscribe to. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that they told us, I try to unlearn it and mm-hmm. learn my own way. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. people look at me like Deep I'm program. a problem or, you know, whatever. But, like, that stuff is not the way. Right. And I try to teach my kids the way. Yeah. Every every step of the way, I'm teaching about finance. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching them how to pay bills. I'm teaching about credit. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, they learn about stocks. Yes. You know, the blockchain, Pretty like, what's going on? Like, yeah, you had to really, like, um, I know I'm the leader, so I have to learn these things. and say, I can't just be worried about, see, people worry about, the, oh, he ain't working in a restaurant. I don't, they want to see me behind the register or actually yeah. cook, you know, I'm not, my mentality not there. Right, right, right. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not even really just trying to say I'm a boss. I, mm-hmm. I feel like more like I'm a leader. I'm not really trying to just, I'm a boss by definition yeah. but I'm not more or less I'm more or less to try and show people the way right. of how to take care of your family right you understand that's what I meant your family yeah you know and you what I'm saying? the business can't take off like by you being behind there all the time either the business can't take off you being behind the register every day. No, like I can't find yeah, time. You, you know, we had yeah. to that's why I said we had to have assets. Right. To free up our time. Right. So we can mm-hmm. make more money. Yeah. If we got like, I work for the city, I, I work for the city. I was making fourteen hours an hour. And I had Blue Cross and Blue Shield. You couldn't tell me I ain't have a good job right, back right. then. I had my own. They gave me my work. They gave me my keys in my truck. I called my guys. I'm out here. And I was living the mm-hmm. American dream, I thought. Right. You yeah, understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. At that point, And that was back in 06, 07. Right. That was my mentality. I had just got out. I didn't have that mind shift yet. Mm-hmm. You have that because a lot of times people know stuff, mm-hmm. but they won't react to it. Yeah. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? That'd be our problem. Or they... They get they hear something and they don't want to really interpret it. You say, "Oh no, that's phony." So yeah. it's so much easier to just get on the gram or right. watch this mm-hmm. than to say, "Let me just actually yeah. Google and see Do what's it, up yeah. with this and yeah. see if it's beneficial." Because if my mother invested in stocks for me, mm-hmm. I'm fifty. Mm-hmm. If she invested stock even 20, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. we'd be well off. So that's what I'm trying to instill in my kids: mm-hmm. to invest in stocks mm-hmm. every week. You making money? Put it over here in this account. Yeah. So if anything do happen, you ain't got to really keep just relying on, you know. Right. You know, you just having to work for money all the time. Right. You know. Right. You know, I I, I like passive income, too. Yeah. I like to be able to, you know, sleep when I want to sleep yeah. and go. Yeah. My freedom is important. Right, right. I gave enough people my time right. I, over the years. I don't right. work for I don't know how many people. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Social Security probably ain't going to be there by the time I'm 65. Yeah. I ain't never worrying about no Social Security. I got to make my own Social Security. Right. Right, you know, exactly, exactly. But um, as far as Sharif's go, um, I don't, I don't, I can't really. <clears throat> I'm pumping my brakes for a while uh-huh. because of the way the economy going mm-hmm. and the way that you know the climate of 
just, you know, the United States is going. It's like, it's food shortages. If people don't really know, it's tough to run a business right now. Yeah, I it's can not, imagine. Like, I, I'm seasoned, you know, and, and, and yeah, the, the food supply chain is jacked up. You got caught, you know, so if people don't understand, we had to pass those. And we, we, the, we the last ones that see, we still acting like we got money. We're in a depression. Right. Next year, it's going to be way tougher. Right. And they trying to start this, uh, this, uh, what is it? One government pay? Uh, universal basic income. Yeah, universal basic income mm -hmm. for, you know, for the United States. Because mm -hmm. it's like either you're going to be rich or poor. Right. And if you're poor, you're going to take this money that they give you and you're going to get in line. Right. Whatever. Right. Whatever vaccine kind of in line you got to take or whatever, like, you know, you got to, and I don't want to be right there. You understand what I'm saying? And we have a choice, you know, like Robin Kiyosaki said, like we have a choice to control every dollar that comes through our hands. Mm -hmm. What we do, what it is, like, people don't know, a stock, a, 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 one stock of Nike is like 150 or $60 right now. Mm -hmm. A pair of Nikes costs way more than that. Mm -hmm. I know people probably got 50 pairs of shoes. Mm -hmm. They didn't pay. But if you had that money in the stock market yeah. and it started growing, right. but we don't think like that. Yeah. Because we, we need it right now. You know right, what I'm saying? That right, we ain't really right. been taught and conditioned that way. So yes. when you get somebody to come in, they oh, hey, well, I ain't trying to hear that, though. You know? Yeah. So, or they don't really, some people want to listen. I give it to them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. This crypto thing is, is crazy, but yeah. it's the way. I mean, because it's, it's, it's not going nowhere. Right. And if you don't have a digital wallet right now, you're going to be kind of like in trouble. Yeah. You know? Right. The way things are going. So. That's just what's going on out here. Yeah, and that's definitely some good game, definitely necessary game and motivation because it's definitely, um, like you said, if you don't know if you don't know about what's going on, if you don't look and find out, it's just going to blow right past you and you're going to be left in the dust. So, you know, you just got to take valuable game and insight where it comes from and just apply it to yourself. And I'm, I'm in the process of doing that now, always learning. And I like that you said you, you've been through so... What I get, what I'm getting so far from everything we talked about, you, you, it was a trial and error with everything, mm. from day one, the, the, from, from the, the you said the GED first, you said mm. the jail, you said all the, all of the uh, mishaps with the business and things like that, and I think a lot of people just be afraid to take that chance. You could have a million dollar idea in your mind, and then as soon as somebody else do it, you could, you could, somebody go vouch and say, yeah, he been said that, but you ain't put your foot down and try to do. That million dollar mindset, cause somebody gonna take it and run with it, quick. A lot of people like they just straight technical thinkers, mm -hmm. like for real. Like you might like I ain't do well in school. Mm -hmm. I did well in school academically, but mm -hmm. like I got it because like I ain't really fit in with that stuff. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? But like, like even like to me starting like selling food at the mass here, right? Mm -hmm. Like you gotta look at, you gotta see the opportunities in things. Sometimes you yeah, gotta see, yeah. you gotta you know, hedge yourself or whatever. So what I saw was every Friday mm -hmm. that they were using this platform to sell food every Friday because it was Juma and it was like a known thing that we could do that. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I was like, okay, well, nobody says anything. So mm -hmm. I can, so I just started doing it seven days a week mm -hmm. and nobody, so I had a free ride for like two years and I didn't have to pay rent or anything, you know, mm -hmm. so I got a chance to build a clientele. But it's just like those type of things, you got to be, a creative thinker. Right. You can't keep going by, oh, everybody else doing this, so I got to do, because if I stray off, then they're going to think, I'll, no, right. if you got to sell waters, they get on sell right. waters. Right, right. 
Right. Stop keep thinking what everybody yeah. else think. think that be the, the problem. And then yeah. the social media got people crazy. Yeah, like, that's, so that like, make it all, you know, 100% so, worse. 100% you know, worse. you got to be confident within yourself. Yeah. You know? 100%. You create your own value. Yeah. But if you start letting other people create your value by you thinking about what they think, oh, did they talk? I don't care. Mm -hmm. If you ain't directly related to me or... You know, if I'm not, I don't really care about the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Man. You got to be in my circle. Right. My family or somebody I really care about. All the other stuff, I don't really care about that. Right. The only reason I got a social media for real is because of this business. Mm -hmm. You know, I really don't, I really don't. And then the way it's going toward now with this real stuff and they really trying to, they don't have people out here acting like clowns. Yeah. To try yeah, to get rights and stuff like that, you know, yeah. and stand on their hand. I, I I can't go that far with that. I'm I feel the school. same way though. If I ain't had this podcast, I definitely wouldn't be on yeah, it. That's fine. I mean, it's, it's turned cool off. If it's I'm turned if, off from it. Yeah, but if it's this beneficial, yeah, I look yeah, at it as yeah. being beneficial. Yeah, yeah. You understand what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Now, if you ain't getting no, I don't care about the lights. Yeah. I want the money. Right, right. <laughs> right. I want right. the money. Right. I right. want the properties. <laughs> I want the deeds, the titles. Yeah. I want all that. Yeah. I don't care nothing about that stuff. Right. That social acceptance and trying to be, yeah. you know, people pleasing. I, I, I know what I, I know yeah. what I got. Yeah. I don't really had to try to, you know, act and do nothing. Like, you know, I like to help people. Yeah. I don't have, I don't, I don't have no enemies out there. I don't like, I don't like, you know, I like to help people and try to. You know, inspire people to be better and do mm -hmm. better and stuff like that. Like you know, even like down here the the light street. Like you know, I, I'm I'm bringing value to the community. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not you know coming down there with a whole bunch of a whole hoop ride and I, I don't even stand for that. None of my stores stand for that. What are people down there against you coming down there? No. Since you saying oh, okay, no, I, you said it was a uh, known establishment. I know how people be about that. They don't be wanting. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm black. And it's yeah. a predominantly white area, you yeah. know, um, but people are getting in line. Okay. You know what I'm saying? One thing about when you got a good product and you got good service, like, people will come. Mm, like, I, I don't really, I'm not looking for any group of anybody yeah, to come. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. want some good food, you want to come in, come in. If, mm. You know, we're in some hard economic times, too, right now. And also, these are, like, November, December, January. Historically, for me, they've been, like, the slowest months. Okay. Of, you okay. know, the year. So, okay. um I just be ready to brace myself and mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. see what we can do. Um, I can. I'm sorry, I don't want to do too much. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> but what I can say is that like um, since my, you know my wife and I have been um, she's helped me do a lot of things like uh, you know create um, you know plans, mm -hmm. business plans, and follow them. Through, mm -hmm. You understand? I always you know stayed on task. But like what she added is you know writing things down, mm -hmm. um, having. Um, a specific time to reach this goal and mm -hmm. you know and those things help you understand what i'm saying and um she brings another dynamic you know she's she's a, just a great woman you know she's you. very helpful you know with my with my children mm -hmm. and you know um she's always um seeking knowledge as well mm -hmm. you know and she goes above and beyond for the company mm -hmm. you know and it's good to have somebody that's pleasant that has a um a nice attitude disposition mm -hmm. and that's always trying to assist you because it gives you more peace and it gives you more room to grow, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff. So we build and together, we have fun together, you know, um, and we know each other, we respect each other mm -hmm. and it's a good relationship. But like now it's like almost taboo to really like post you, 
you know, you're made on social media, you mm. know, you know, you know, the the, the the black family structure is so corrupt. Yeah. That, you know, when people yeah. see right now and they think it's wrong, when they see wrong, they think it's right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but the only thing I could do is keep doing what I do. Exactly. And try to be a better person. Right. You know, for my right. children. I had seven kids and you know, I'm involved with all of them. I help okay. raise all my kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not looking for no stepdaddy, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. I want to be even I'm not with the parents. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that was my job. Mm -hmm. You know, they actually come and I always, you know, try to be able to assist them mm -hmm. and help them, you right. know, because it's, it's rough out here. Right. Yeah. yeah, you was fortunate. You know, you had a father that was already, you know, business savvy mm -hmm. and that, you know, kind of created a way for you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we grew up different. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? We was in the projects and we ain't really had too much. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, you got to realize that, like, most of the other men that was in, Town, they probably <laughs> went through. Let me, let me go, let me go and chill out. I know me, I'll be talking too much. No, you got the floor. You Man. definitely got the floor. I wanted to ask you while you was talking. I was thinking, um, when you was talking about your grind and you were saying a thousand dollar weekend, coming from what you was doing before that, was it tough for you to have the discipline to save that money and put it away because you knew what you you was trying to get into? You started to build that bank when you was at the um, mass yet? Oh, was it was it hard for me then? Yeah. No, because I wasn't doing nothing. Okay. I was just strictly praying, working, and going okay. home, and doing that. Okay. You know, so I accumulated money quick mm -hmm. then. But prior to that, mm -hmm. before um, you know, me going to prison and me just growing up in West Baltimore trying to find my way, it was hard for me to get money. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because my mother didn't have no money. We ain't had so either you had to sell drugs mm -hmm. or. You, uh, you didn't have many opportunities or go yeah. to work. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And most of the time, like guys around my age, you know, um, they didn't see two or three thousand dollars. Only, only time they saw that money is income tax time. Yeah. That you really got to see a lump sum. And most yeah. of the time, that's money was spent before you even got exactly. it. Exactly. Or you got it and then, you know, you might have, you know, tricked it off. Mm -hmm. Not tricked like that. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. it's like, so. When you were able to really get some money, and then even when you did get some money, you didn't mm -hmm. really know how to invest it. Mm -hmm. It was like our investments was buying nice clothes, mm -hmm. nice cars, mm -hmm. you know, jewelry, mm -hmm. and we wasn't really into business a lot. Yeah, we ain't had people giving us those type right. of, um, you know, talks or sit downs or advice, you mm -hmm. know, in mm -hmm. terms of that. You know, I used to look up to the New York boys or. Whoever had the stores, that's was my thing. I was mm -hmm. checking out stores when I was coming up, and I was, I ain't had no. I was working for the city. Mm -hmm. I wanted a store, right? You know, and I finally got a chance to get it, and I just, you know, just mm -hmm. went with it. Okay, might have went a little crazy with it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, when you when you was based when you was starting to put the idea together for your store and things like that, did you have any like? Inspiration as far as another business that was going on, like I wanted to be like this type or that type type thing. Did you have any in any in any sort of way? Did you have any inspiration from another type of business that made you like, I like how this is type thing? For some reason, I did. I wanted a halal store. Um, I had um, t remember talking about it a year or two before I even came out to the mass year. Mm -hmm. Um, because I saw no, no, I wanted just a halal oh, store just to okay, sell halal okay. products because okay. I knew this brother named Sharif. Uh -huh. um, he passed away, but he was like my big brother. He mm -hmm. showed me the way in, and he kind of like me. Then he had a store down there in McCullough, and um, it's Long McWay, and, you know, he had his wife in there and his mm -hmm. kids, and they were, and I thought that was like, 
the goat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know, he Muslim. You know, he praying in the store. Mm-hmm. You know, and you write up. So it was like those are the kind of things that inspired me. And it was like, and when I got to get around him and I understood his mindset, that's mm-hmm. what kind of like give me that mind shift. Mm-hmm. And I understand I ain't really had to work for nobody because even you know the prophets. Sell him, you know. He was a merchant, so he never really like had a job or anything mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that. You know, he live off the land. Right. You know. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like it's necessary to have a mentor in this building, in this business? I, I think it's. Um, <laughs> I think it's it's good to have people to look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good if you can have a, a good mentor because mm-hmm. it's tough to find like that mentor that mm-hmm. you you know. It's like finding a, a girlfriend or boyfriend yeah. or wife or husband. It's like. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentored a lot of people. Um, I'm a very personal person. I don't really give a pe- people a lot of my time because I, I be, you know, um, disservicing myself. You know, I have so much going on, but I do like to inspire people. So I even if I give you my, my time, even like uh, Killer, shout out to the Nacho Bangers. Mm-hmm. You know, Killer, my little man, I like Killer. Um, and I saw so much potential in him, and I and I really wanted to work with him because I see which way he was going. Yeah. And I just see he was just like me when I when I got started. I was feeling my way, and um, I was a little bit more focused, I think, than Killer was as far as like um, you know, staying on task because a lot of times people see um, and I don't want to get lose track, but um, so I was trying to tell um, I kind of passed Killer the the dirt. Okay. You know, down the homemade. Okay. Because okay, um, that's how he locked in. Yeah, yes, yeah, okay. so I, I took him down there one day. And, you know, we all chopped it up, mm-hmm. and um, I I didn't you know really had time, and I and Derek know a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very knowledgeable about the business, mm-hmm. and I think that was the perfect person to um, put him with, and you know, he helped him expand, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's, it's more of a, a friendship now than than a partnership right. or a business, but um, you know, that's kind of like okay. Yeah, I, and I, I like that y'all all three mess with each other because that's another thing. You know, we come from a town, and probably just African Americans period, niggas period. It's just we don't really, when everybody doing the same type of thing, is 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 reluctant to, to really be like cool, hang out type of it's thing. It's still the same way. Yeah. It's the same way. Be, people still. It's just like I don't know what's wrong with our people. We just become like competitive in nature. Yeah, I think that uh, you can't have too many alphas in the in the room yeah. or. Yeah. Uh, Certain way, and, and it's a shame because uh, we probably could do so much more together, but Absolutely. it's hard when we wasn't brought up that way. Exactly. And you really, exactly, you know, it's it, to have distrust or whatever. Yeah. Like, so yeah. Yeah. it would be nice, mm-hmm. but um, I do find that happening that um, when you reach a certain level of success or, you know, supposed to be successful or whatever, like people mm-hmm. tend to kind of like look at you in a different way, even people that. You know, you help dear to you and close to you. Like, yeah. I don't know why did, why does that happen. Maybe, you know, um, it's just hard to understand. But, yeah, yeah. You know, it's probably tough. would never understand it for real. Yeah, you yeah, know, just like kind of like uh, Jay-Z and Dame. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, um, yeah. they both were talented and they both had money. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's more ego mm-hmm. than anything a lot of times for, for most of us. I know myself, I could be a little egotistical at times. Uh, mm-hmm. I could be, you know, self-centered. I have some... You know, character defects that I definitely have to work on that I'm working on um, to be a better person. But even still, even if you're a better person, like you can't change somebody else's ways of thinking or their perception right. exactly. or their insecurities as exactly. well. You know, so and it take a lot to realize that too. Yeah. Fall back. I think that crabs in a barrel mentality, yeah. it definitely started long before any of us yeah. were alive. You know, yeah. it's something that was systemized early mm-hmm. on to try to keep. Uh, black people, specifically the black ancestors. males, from becoming a leadership entity. Mm-hmm. 
and really pushing the culture forward. That's yeah. something that was put in place yeah. long, long yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it's is still pitting us against one another. Still yeah. going down. Yeah. yeah, that's absolutely right. Yes. Absolutely right with yes. that. Absolutely right. The others. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, in closing, you wrap it up now. I, I want to leave on a note of um, just giving some game or inspiration to anybody that's, that's got a business in a food business or just trying to figure out what they like, trying to figure out life, trying to figure out what well, I, I know I need to do this. All the stuff y'all mentioned, the crypto, the stocks, all that, the real estate is a lot of stuff that people familiar with they know it but they just don't know it so i i, I just would ask you both of y'all to give some kind of gem and inspiration to, to the people listening that might need that with some advice well first thing i'm gonna say is um you want to keep your <laughs> i don't know if this is the most important thing but you definitely want to keep your credit good you want to keep your credit good um that's that's very important and you want to mm -hmm. keep your relationships good with people okay you understand what i'm saying but mm -hmm. Um, more importantly, like people have this misconception that you need all this money to invest. Mm -hmm. And it's not. Like you don't need a lot of money to invest. You need to be able to invest a little bit of money consistently. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like stop buying. Take it. Don't buy a pair of seven jeans this week. Yeah. Skip the tennis shoes this week. Right. Don't buy no belt. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. skip the trip. You know, put $125 in, 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 in an account. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The TD Ameritrade account. It's easy to open up. Open up in 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Open up your account. Buy you a little. Every week you have a certain amount of money allocated to come out of your paycheck to go to this account. Automate. You know, and, you know, maybe, uh, you know, you'll see some money. Like, we, we always feel like we can't do it. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. Mm -hmm. We have it. We just got to sit down. We got to sacrifice and invest mm -hmm. and, and, order, and then, you know, and educate ourselves. That's the only thing I can say. Have a little bit of discipline, you know. But only a little bit. We gotta have some discipline. <laughs> you gotta have some. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, you know. What would you? What's some? you would like to give up? Well, I would definitely say. I was gonna say to invest first okay. in yourself and in your family. And when I say invest, I don't even just mean financially. Just to plug, I think everyone should buy Apple right now. It's only 170 bucks. Okay. The new iPhone is $1,200 okay. because Apple is the dominant company in the market. And mm -hmm. I think it's so important to study okay. the dominant companies in each market. Okay. That's my gem because that's going to kind of tell you the way that you should be moving. Right. If you study the top five or ten companies mm -hmm. in this country, mm -hmm. that will give you an idea mm -hmm. of what the wealthy are thinking as right. far as their growth trajectory. Okay. So, you know, definitely study your markets. Yeah. I think it's important to study current events and mm -hmm. to know what's going on in the world and to invest in yourself mm. and to invest in your health. Mm -hmm. The two of us went on a fitness journey mm -hmm. uh, starting last year. He started a year before I did, and we lost 25 pounds each. Oh, that's what's up. You know, and okay. that, thank you. <laughs> and um, that investment in our health really translated over to our business because mm -hmm. we had more energy, we mm -hmm. had more time. You know, you're in a better mood when you yeah, exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you're a more big agile. Difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, you move differently, and I just think that... Um, as a people, sometimes mm -hmm. we're not as focused on maintaining our physical fitness, but mm -hmm. health really is wealth. Right. I know that's corny and no, I know it's, it's cliche, real. It's real. But it's it means real. so much. It does. It's, you it's, know, you so. feel so much better at the good workout. At the good workout. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you was posting the document yes. the whole journey. I seen you was in the gym and all that. You posting that to yourself. Yeah. 
love it. It's been yeah. invaluable. Yeah. You know, and it gives you a different sense of discipline okay. than you would have had yeah. had you not put yourself on a regimen. I agree. You know, and it translates into your finances as well. So I agree. 100%. Shout out to Anarchy Gym. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, but. that's my gym, though. Yeah. Right. I appreciate it. And, you okay. know, see, yes. it's always better when you got somebody on the journey with you that's y'all on the same page. Yeah, you know yeah. 100%. Like, Make it so um, much easier. Man, so I, I much mean, easy. you know, I've been, I've been in a lot of relationships, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? A lot of marriages and, um, you know, um, it's not always easy, mm -hmm. especially in our culture, mm -hmm. you know, um, being in social media makes relationships even way more harder. Yeah. So like, um, I applaud, you know, our relationship because, um, not only do we, we come up in a, in a, you know, in a different era, like, you know, um, you know, there's a, uh, like a 25 year age difference in, you know, my mm -hmm. wife and I. So a lot of times people feel like, oh, you know, what she want with somebody that, or what mm -hmm. he want, you know, like sometimes it's just about the mindset. It's yeah. not always yeah. about, you know, um, getting in nobody, uh, you know, whatever. It's just yeah. like, you know, if you can um, have a mutual respect for each other mm -hmm. and you can have some things that you have in common and, you know, a lot of times like the other things and you pray, because mm -hmm. we both pray, we dedicated mm -hmm. to praying like, you know, and that's another thing I know people, you know, um, question because, you know, I'm Muslim and she's Christian, like, mm -hmm. you know, but um, we both have a balance and, you know, she finds a time to, you know, worship. And if she comes over, it, it'll be, you know, be, you know, because, uh, you know, that's what the law wanted for her to come mm -hmm. over. She came over, but I'm not the one that's going to really keep pressing her if she right. wants to come over, come. But like, yeah, you got to stand on what you stand on and believe in something. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, I, me, I, I'm, 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 I'm a certain way because like when I get my mind fixed on something I'm standing on it yeah. I'm not budging like mm -hmm. you know and I, and it might hurt me sometimes you know but mm -hmm. like I feel like you gotta stand for something right 100% you know? 100%, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100% but thanks for having us thank you, you before y'all before jet before y'all jet cause you you sparked up another question when you said that oh you don't have to have a lot of money to invest I think that's something that people need to hear. I needed to hear that because I, I think I know sometimes when I think of an idea and if I don't have the money right then and there, it's kind of like, and I know a lot of people probably just quit and give up right then and there or, or come back later. And then by that time, they're not even thinking about that no more. So with that, it's like, just do, I, I guess I'm getting from it, just do your homework. Let me say this, to make it as simple as possible, is it, this is what I have, TD Ameritrade. Go to your app store, look up the TD Ameritrade, you download it, right? You set up your username and password, you link it to your account, right? And then you can ask, you know, about different stocks. So how I first got in the stock, I bought my first stock, I bought one stock of Tesla. Because I wasn't really sure. Tesla was selling for 900 back then. I bought one time. And then I had a friend tell me about uh, Gap. a Gap. Mm -hmm. He was like, boy, Kanye just hooked up with Gap. Mm -hmm. Get some stock. Yeah. So I, went, I went, bought 55 stacks. But it... They was only twelve dollars and sixty cent. Okay. So that, who can't? You know. What yeah, I'm saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. now you look at yeah. you might have a thousand shares of Gap. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I bought fifty five shares. Of Gap wound up taking off at that point. It mm -hmm. went up. You know, it tripled in money and um. So and that's how like, like how you could. I'd rather mm -hmm. see my money over here in yeah, my account yeah, than yeah. see a whole bunch okay. of Nike boxes gotcha. and stuff yes. like that. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. And yeah. I want to chime in on your question Please too. Please do. Um, you asked us earlier about advice. I mm -hmm. think you should study decentralized finance. Okay. and cryptocurrency okay and to, to piggyback off your most recent question of only needing a small amount of money to invest mm -hmm. you can buy five dollars of bitcoin mm -hmm. or five dollars of ethereum at any time and okay. you can automate your account to pay five dollars a day okay. in bitcoin and you can look up 
you know, in a few months and you'll have seen some serious return. And I think it's so good because right now the market is in a correction, meaning Mm -hmm. that you can get these assets Mm -hmm. at a discounted price Mm -hmm. versus earlier this year, Bitcoin was maybe closer to 70,000. It's closer to 50 now, Okay, you know, and that's a big number and it intimidates a lot of people because they're like, I don't know about Bitcoin. It's Mm -hmm. too expensive, but Mm -hmm. you can buy minuscule amounts of Bitcoin and then one day it could be worth a million dollars. Okay. You understand for one coin and you've been putting that $5 in every day. So that small amount of money can actually change your life. And we actually recycle our loose change. So anytime we have ones or fives Mm -hmm. or even quarters and dimes in our pockets, we keep them um, in an unbreakable bank. Okay. And then at the end of maybe every year, we break uh, the bank open and we find something to invest okay. the change in. You know, so That's there are ways plan. to take your little change, your yeah, dollars, yeah, yeah, yeah. your fives, That's a good and plan. put them in something that you can't access. And right. then set a date on your calendar that you mm-hmm. want to open it up. And I think our bank it. might have had about $4,000 in it or $3,000 mm-hmm. in it. And we took it and we invested in stocks. We bought some Tesla. Okay. You know, and we okay. bought some uh, NVIDIA right. as well. And okay. these are blue chip stocks and they've made us significant money just okay. from recycling those dollars yeah, and yeah, taking yeah, that yeah. stuff because you know how many quarters and stuff you might find in your sofa and your car and your yeah, carpet yeah, you know yeah, so yeah that's real that's my sound like you don't need a lot of money yeah you i appreciate don't. that i definitely appreciate that i'm definitely yeah. gonna buy some apple because i ain't know that was going on yes but, uh, <laughs> but um uh what well, and my last thing is just a statement i want to say because i always been intrigued by uh levan hawkins back in the day mm-hmm. Them, when he bought the um, checkers to the hood and had his name, I always wanted to own a franchise. That's 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 I I, I don't know, and I'm saying, well, maybe you could give me a brief how you feel about this. Like that's one of my goals is to own one and bring it to. Is 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 two that I really want to do. I ain't gonna say it, but it's two that I really want to bring to Maryland mm-hmm. and do it. How you? What's what's your thoughts on those? Like on buying the franchise or owning franchise? Okay. Got the money. See, you can make any deal you want. Mm-hmm. Cause if you got the money, you you they say the man with the gold make the rules. Okay. So if I just say hypothetically, if I got a food truck and you want to buy a franchise, you might say I'm gonna go pull up Sharif and see what's up with him. Mm-hmm. You, you try, I'm trying to get in, you know, what, mm-hmm. what, and that's it. Yeah. It starts right there. But after that, like, once we come to an agreement, and you say, listen, I buy a food truck from you for two hundred fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I give you half up front. Mm-hmm. How would you want to structure the deal? Is yeah. how the deal gonna go, right? Yeah. Then we go to our attorneys and we get it drawn up mm-hmm. and it's paperwork and that's it. Okay. And then we move on, this, that's it. Right. The deal is whatever you want it to be. Right. And I think franchises are good for someone who you just mentioned maybe may not know the restaurant industry because you have a ready-made set okay, of instructions, right, right. True, standard true, operating true, procedures, true. and systems in place that will help you yeah. to not fall into any traps or okay. pitfalls because right. the person that started that franchise they did, did it all, all for that. you. Yeah, and yeah, then they yeah, wrote yeah. it down and put right. it in a neat package right. and gave it to you. Right. You know, true, so the game true. is there. Okay. You know, so I think okay. a franchise is good for someone that just wants a ready-made turnkey business. Yeah, yeah. It's good for people. Okay, you know, okay. Who may not I like that. Be that okay. creative in their gotcha. process. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, this is a great conversation. <laughs> I thank y'all for giving up all this game, and I hope everybody that's listening gets something out of it and apply. And please check out Sharif, Sharif's Grill. Check check out the grill. The what's Sh- the Sharif's Pizza and Pasta. Pizza and Pasta. Yes. The roti- the, if you ain't heard about the rotisserie wings, please check them out because you ain't going to want no more chicken bites from nowhere else they, <laughs> off the chain. It's, uh, this when they, when you first put these out, that's what everybody, the, the wings, Man, everybody, every time you go up there, we sold out. We sold out. We sold out. <laughs> they it was look, crazy. They, they, you know what it is. Everybody swing right, look to see if there's any wings over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no wings <laughs> over there. I'm leaving out. 
don't know. It might be partly cloudy if they go stay or not. You know what I mean? You're right, you're right. You know, yeah. that's kind of like what helped uh, brand us a little bit. Uh, because, um, yeah, you know, not having so much, you mm -hmm. know, um, Yo, access to yeah, it. Yeah. You know, um, mm -hmm. and they wind up helping me out. It wasn't by design. Mm -hmm. It was just what it is because right. it took so long to make them. But they were delicious and. Yeah. You know, people will wait. I had people wait an hour, yeah, 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, they definitely going to wait. They definitely would. Well, people knew, oh, one, four, and seven. <laughs> and then we had one o'clock, four o'clock, seven o'clock. We had them on the time. Yes. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Oh, my goodness. Let me get out of here, boy. <laughs> nah, I'll be, be in the gym. With that being said, we closing out. Please subscribe, like, and to uh, the We Need Answers podcast on YouTube, the podcast app, the We Need Answers store. Or uh, link in my bio on the We Need Answers uh, podcast page on Instagram. Check us out. Follow all of that. And I do, if you could do me a favor, mm -hmm. I want to get um, my man from homemade and I want to get Denzi at some point. You could put something in the air for me. Inshallah. Right, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take yeah, oh, yeah. anybody. Look, anybody you feel like we go for the show. Throw them out there. Put me, put them in, put them I, in. I play definitely, for um, you know, would like to, um, I'd probably talk to um, Keller. Okay. See if he want to come through. All right. That's I don't okay. know what Jay Z going to do. All right. I got uh, you. That's, that's, With that's that bad. being said, I already know. I got you. I got you. I got yeah. you. We out. We need answers for okay. Thank you. Be down. And guess what? We need answers. Fresh up out the track. All right. Uh, 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 bitch, I hustle hard, gotta get that bag Uh, uh, bitch, I'm with the gang and my whole team drag Uh, uh, you talking about some money, bitch, you need some more You need some more, Mike, Mike, and Wong got that way Bitch, watch your boat, bitch, watch your boat How fucking crazy